we're saying the Father is the source, and then later we said the Father is the cause of begotten and proceeding. So then how do you explain that the Father is not above or, you know, is greater than the other two guys? No, no, I said, I said above us. No, I mean, when we say he's the source, so it seems like he's the source for the Son and the Holy Spirit. Or he's the cause but of the But this doesn't mean he is greater than them. Yeah, the Son is begotten from the Father, but they are equal in essence. So there is no greatness. And this difference in function doesn't make one greater than the other. For example, all of us who are born from our parents, this doesn't mean, in essence, that our parents are greater than us. It's different function, different. The, the Father is the source, Son is begotten, and the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. But this doesn't make the Father is greater than them. It's just different function. I came across this new thing that was like coming up in the Protestant church and it was the Latter-day Saints. So they said that they believe in the Trinity and that there's God the Father and God the Son. But because there is a Father and Son, there has to be God the Mother. So how do you, I know that's like obviously not true, but like what would you tell them? I tell them, as I said yesterday, theology is done by revelation. What God revealed to us about himself, that is the truth. Theology cannot be done by speculation. Okay. Do you have any reference in the scripture or patristic writing about a fourth being called God the Mother? They didn't say that there was anything like saying that, but whenever they mentioned the Bible, they were talking about how like, when the Bible mentions the bride, that would be God the Mother. The bride is us. Yeah. It's very clear. And St. Paul, when said, I betrothed you, how we are uh, God's mother. No. And when somebody, you know, comes with a new idea, you can ask them, what is your reference? Is there a reference? And the reference should be a valid reference, not just somebody made a theory or speculation and wrote an article. That's not the reference. Reference should be the scripture early church fathers before the spirit of the churches. Do you have any reference? Any verse in the Bible speaks about God, the mother? There is nothing. So just theology is done by revelation. What's revealed to us? Because God is incomprehensible. I cannot make theory about God. When you teach the difference between Catholic and Catholic Church, Okay. Again, what's your reference? The scripture. In John chapter 15, it says, Who proceeds from the Father? Although he said, Whom I will send. So if the Father is proceeding from Father and Son, the Lord Jesus Christ would have said, Who proceeds from the Father and myself. But he did not say this. And for 11th century, the church spoke only about proceeding from the Father. And when we say proceeding from the Father and the Son, then the hypostatical attribute will be confused, confounded. 
because now there are two origins, not one origin. The father will be the origin, and the son also will be origin. But we said the hypostatical attributes are very unique. Paternity is for the father, and filiation for the son, spiration for the Holy Spirit. We were confused about the word the substance. Can we use it or, or not nowadays? If you use it right now, substance right now, when I tell you substance, do you think about person or about essence right now? Hmm? It's about essence, right? What is the substance of this? You are not going to tell me it is horizontal and vertical, uh, you're going to say it's wood. So that's the essence, right? What I explained about the substance, I just want to to make sure when you read early church fathers and they use substance as hypostasis, you will not be confused. Because in the 4th century, substance, actually they were writing in Greek at that time, but the translation that made they translated hypostasis into substance because literally hypo means the sub stance means stasis so substance is literally hypostasis but now in in our language substance means essence like the word coptic coptic means what egyptian egyptos but now when we say coptic means christian Okay, so the, the use of the word change over years. And we need actually to be careful when I, I refer to a certain word, how this word was understood at that time. Coptic right now doesn't mean Muslims. Coptic right now means Christians. But literally, the word Coptic means Egyptian. So you can say Coptic Muslim or Coptic Christian. But now, in our usage right now, it means Christian. I heard from a Jewish guy that one day you felt the Virgin Mary, that she's not a virgin because in the Hebrew uh, scripture, they refer to her as a girl, not to a virgin. So it's the same thing in Arabic when we say Azra or Fadeh. But it does mean like Azra. Yes, the Hebrew word means young girl or virgin, both. Simeon, the elder one, he was translating Isaiah 7. And if anyone in his place, he would choose the word young girl, not virgin, because that makes more sense. So this revelation that happened to him, and don't try it, no, choose virgin, don't use. That's why in the Septuagint translation, for the Old Testament, they use the word Parthenia, which means virgin, not the word that means young girl. You know, the New Testament is in Greek. When it is quoted in Matthew, behold the virgin, you will find it in Greek Parthenia, because there are two different words in Greek. Simeon the elder would not change a word, but if word has two meanings, he chose the, the meaning that make, makes sense, young girl. But when the angel appeared to him and told him, no, use Barthenia, 
and that's uh, one that's used in the Septuagint uh, translation. So God intended here to explain that the Messiah will be born of a virgin. We know God revealed himself as a trinity, but why he's not four person? Because three persons are, are enough to practice love between them, a relationship, as you said. But what isn't two person are not enough? And if he's two person, would ask why he's not three, and if he's three, would not four. I know some, some fathers try to explain why God is not two or four. Yes, I, I, I am aware of this. And I will tell you what they said. And, and their answer is, is convincing. But the simple answer to your question, that's who God is. That's how he revealed himself to us. So there is no question here why he's not two. But they say two can be a selfish love. For the love to be unconditional, limitless, and not selfish, then it's shared between three. Like between two, it will be a, a selfish love. That's why it is not two but three. But yeah, and with all my respect to these answers, it's trying to make sense of a revelation. But the revelation is a revelation whether you make sense of it or you don't make sense of it. Yeah, how God is, that's who he is. And sometimes it happened for immigration purposes or whatever, they marry in the court, but the marriage is not consummated yet. Legally, there are husband and wife, but they are still, both are virgins. And I know cases, they, they married in the court just for immigration purposes. They did not consummate the marriage except after the crowning ceremony. So legally, they are married, but the consummation of the marriage did not happen. So both of them are virgins. This was the situation with St. Mary to protect her civil rights. But on the other side, if an angel appeared to a girl right now, and the angel said to the girl, you will have a son, and this son will be yani, that's yani, his character. Do you think the, the, the girl will be surprised? No, خلاص. يعني, I girl, she will understand that none after I get married, I will have this son. Right? But St. Mary was surprised and said to the angel, how can this be, be for me? And I don't know a man. And at this time, she was betrothed to Joseph. So if, if she is يعني, planning to consummate the marriage, why she asked this question? So this question in itself means she vowed her virginity. She vowed her virginity. St. Jerome has a wonderful article 
about the perpetual virginity of Saint Mary. And just if you go to the internet and search it for perpetual virginity by Saint Jerome, it's, it's beautiful article. Or maybe Jan Abuna can find it on the internet and share it with the servants. Beautiful, beautiful article by Saint Jerome explaining the perpetual virginity of Saint Mary.